Hey guys, Tony here. Mental health is a strong subject that no one wants to talk about. For me, Dylan, and Angelo, we decided it was time for a change, and that's why we started Complete Madness. Every Wednesday, we will be talking about mental health topics that we feel need to be said in the most uncensored and downright mad way possible. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Complete Madness Show and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Complete Madness. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. We're not experts, but we hope our podcast can help you get through whatever it is you're going through. Welcome to the Madness Clan and get ready for a fucking ride. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Complete Madness. First official episode, boys. How about that? After two months of practicing and training, and my computer just turned the fuck off, we are finally... We're going to get into that in a second. But we are finally here. First things first, I'm going to tell you guys exactly where you can find us, but since you're listening, you already have. Uh, follow our Instagram, at Complete Madness Show, and every Wednesday, we're going to post a new episode. Um, stay tuned on the Instagram for more information on that. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and eventually, I want to get on Apple Music, but that'll come down the line. So, we got a great episode today. Uh, let me just start by introducing my co-hosts. We have the one and only Dylan Jolly yeah. and Angelo Iannarelli. What's up? That was a good what's up. <laughs> How are we doing today, boys? Doing good, bro. Doing Feels good, good to be pretty here. Good. You know, I'm excited for this after all of our technical difficulties and oh actually God. being able to get this going. So, first things first, the first mics we got, and thank you to Harrison Barron from the Barron Media Group for letting us borrow these because the mics we ordered are now on back order for another week and a half. Jesus. Yeah, it was really bad. But the first set of mics we got, what did we pay? Like 30 bucks each on Amazon? Yeah, they were cheap. So yeah, they were pretty cheap. Expected problems. I know. It was, it was really bad. They were like, like all that shit Not in the background. Not even that. They just didn't work. I know, like, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had two mics that didn't work. And the sound quality on these, we've been doing test runs all week with these ones, and they have been coming out great. So these are going to be the mics that we stick to. All right. So, just to give a little bit of background of what this podcast is about, um, we'll each go around kind of sharing, I guess, like why we got into this and why we wanted to start this. And along with that, um, I'll just give you guys the basis real quick. Um, this is a mental health based podcast. So, we're going to be talking about a lot of topics that range from um, addiction to suicidal thoughts. And then on top of that, you know what? It's just going to be us having a little bit of fun too. You know, we are. A ver- we are an uncensored podcast, so we will be cursing on here if you guys are underage. Um, deal with it. You know, we might bleep it out. We're every jarring now everybody. Yeah, we're going to jar everybody. To explain what he's saying by jar, so we actually have it right here in front of us. Uh, Chuck, if you want to zoom in that. Uh, we have videographer Chuck in today. Um, and that right there is the madness jar for now. Uh, our friend until is actually we get a better one. Until we get a better one, yeah. But that is the madness jar. Basically, the madness jar is there for every time we say the word fuck, we got to put $1 in it. And we're not going to do it in the middle of the episode. It'll be at the end of the episode. But the good thing is that this jar goes to a good cause. So the more we curse, the more money goes to charity. At the end of the year, we're going to be donating this to a mental health charity or a charity of our choice. We're still looking into all the details. But... For the time being, that's the point of the jar. As you can see, Tony's being a little cheap with the dollars and throwing pennies in there. (laughs) (laughs) You can go fuck yourself, and I will gladly add that to the count. Good. And Angelo also says that he will not be putting a dollar in the jar because he says he's never going to say the word fuck on this podcast. 
It's not gonna so happen. he doesn't want to donate to charity pretty much. Yeah, he's I know. A scumbag. He's a scumbag, man. <laughs> anyway. So um, let's get right into today's episode then. Uh, today's episode is about fear. Identifying fear. You know, we're going to give you guys a little bit of background and we're going to just talk about our personal experiences with fear because everybody has them and it could be as little as watching a scary movie to pursuing a new job or even quitting your job. So we'll just get right into it. Um, I'll start it off. So, what is fear, guys? Do you guys know what fear is? The exact definition? No. No? I just know it's like a fight or flight response, really. Yeah, it is. That's what fear is. Well, there's actually two types of fear. So, the first type of fear is a biochemical reaction that happens in the brain. Basically, fear is actually a natural emotion, and it's kind of like a survival mechanism. So, when we confront a perceived threat, our bodies respond in specific ways. And, by the way, I'm reading the exact definition that we pulled off of... um, Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, Wikipedia, no. No, uh, no we pulled it off uh, one of our mental health blogs. You can check it out at unravelbrainpower.com. Um, that's basically where we go more in-depth on the topics that we talk about. But anyway, back to fear. So bi- the biochemical reaction is basically it's a natural emotion and a survival mechanism. When we confront a perceived threat, our bodies respond to it in specific ways. Physical reactions to fear include sweating, increased heart rate, and high adrenaline, high adrenaline levels that make us extremely alert. So basically, that's like kind of when you're in the middle of the woods, and I guess you could say, and you like hear something, or you're just outside at night. That's the biochemical reaction in your brain that is basically telling you, like, okay, yeah. you need to like be on guard and stay and, yeah. and like stay protected. Your right fight now. or flight. It's your fight or flight. But then there's actually a second one, and that's your emotional response. So the emotional response to fear, on the other hand, is it's highly personalized, and you can actually create this to yourself. Because fear involves some of the same chemical reactions in our brain, such like positive emotions, such as happiness or excitement, feeling fear under certain circumstances can be seen as fun. That's kind of like when you watch a scary movie. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's not really an automatic thing. Fear is, is mostly instinct. It's part learned and part taught. Um, the reason I say part learned is that I think that really goes into like when you're a childhood and like you experience, your life experience exactly like when you experience like a trauma or something like that. So if like just spitting it out there, say your parents get into a fight, um, and say your parents get into a fight when you're a kid and you don't know how to react to it, then maybe down the line, you know, you never faced that and never realized it, so you could end up like having a panic attack whenever someone when you get scared that two people are fighting. Yeah. You know, I was scared of the Winnie the Pooh when I was younger. You're a pussy. <laughs> You're a pussy. It used to be my favorite show, but then there was this one episode. Uh, it's this yeah. one movie. It's like the search for Christopher Robin or some you, shit like you that. You ever see those memes though with Pooh though? Like he's you always are. strapped. Like he always has like a, a gun on. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, you ever seen those? Memes? No, I've never seen those memes. Someone please. Do you know? He stays strapped. Know? I know oh, what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Jolly, keep talking about. Talk about your fear experience. All right. So, well, I'm not gonna talk about Winnie the Pooh. That's not like. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, no, uh, I don't know. One of my main fears was, uh, you know, growing up, um, I know I had like kind of like an idea of like what I wanted to talk about, but I think I'm going to change that because yeah. I think actually, no, I'm going to stick with that one. Sorry. Um, yeah. One of the fears that I had growing up was a lot of, uh, you know, fear of like people leaving me, like kind of like, um, I wanted, I, I tried to fit into multiple friend groups. Like I wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of it too. Um, you know, I fit in with the, I played sports. I fit in with the jocks. Um, I, I did decent enough in school where, like, I, I guess, like, the nerds, my friends that, like, I grew up with that played video games, the stoners, you know, everyone. I got, like, real into everyone. You. You're an idiot. Where's the Winnie the Pooh the, the strap? The second from the left. 
Or the first one. Oh, shit. Yeah. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. What the fuck? He was like afraid of something? No, I he forgot. was so the, 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 the Huffalumps. The Huffalumps. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, continue. <laughs> you know your shit. Okay. Continue. I know my shit. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so... So, like, growing up, that was, like, a big fear. And then, you know, when my parents got divorced, both my parents were in my life. It's, like, not, but, like, you know, the separation, you know, obviously it was, it wasn't, wasn't, like, a very easy one. It was very, the divorce lasted for a while. And, you know, there was a lot of conflict and everything that went through with that. But mostly what had to do with friends, uh, I tried to fit in with everyone. And what ended up happening was I spread myself too thin, I think. Did you really? That's why, that's why I feel like, because, you know... I, I tried to like fit in with everyone and I realized like as like from the kids I was close with in uh, elementary school, you know, once I got in the middle school, like kids I was really close, like not really close with, but like, you know, more of the jocks and the kids that ended up becoming yeah. popular, they became popular. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and it kind of, and it stung a little bit, you know, because like kids I like I grew up with, and, you know, like going to like their birthday parties and shit like that. And then it's like, and then they became popular and then it's yeah. like, where's my place, you know? And uh, so it kind of sucked. And, like, I had this fear of, like, I always wanted to be, like, in one of those, you know, like, the the Project X type, like, parties and shit like that. You know, like, yeah. I wanted to be a part of that life. I wanted, like, they were always going to parties, like, even, like, in middle school, high school. Like, they weren't cra- like that back then, obviously. But, like, you know, I always wanted to be a part of the party. I wanted to be a part of everything. You know, I of felt course. like I had the, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. And um, so... What ended up happening was I got I started smoking weed when I, when I was about 13 where I thought like I was going to start fitting in with like cool kids. But it just turned out to me being with the burnouts, you know, and like yeah. where I was hanging out in town and like we were hanging out at the park and we were just smoking. It was all the kids that. But for me, that was fun, though, because, you know, we'd get into like little things and like but it was w- something. Did you start doing that because you were afraid that you didn't have any friends? Is that really what it came down to? No, I knew I had friends. I knew I knew I had friends still. Let me, let me rephrase that. Because you didn't have the friends that you wanted. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I wanted I wanted a crazier lifestyle. My friends even now, you know, I love my friends to death that like I, you know, I'm still close with that I grew up with. But getting them to like do like do things, not even like go out drinking, like I don't drink or anything anymore, obviously, but just like go out to like go eat or like something, like it's like pulling teeth, you know, to do anything. Well, actually that's kind of one of the things that fear does to you you know it yeah. actually can dictate your actions yeah so in your case as a kid I, what i'm assuming is that you felt the need that all right i gotta be cool so let me just start smoking yeah. weed and everything and you know obviously we're gonna get into that a yeah. little bit later on but that led you that maybe that started you on the path that yeah. you had gone down and it had the adverse effects of course and uh you know a lot of it was it started with you know obviously smoking weed and i didn't graduate you yeah. know to harder shit until later but um, you know, it ended up being that, you know, my close friends I grew up with, like, they, they were really annoying about like the fact that I smoked weed, yeah. you know, and like, I, I kind of lost touch with them for a little while until we got older and, you know, yeah. everyone ended up smoking weed. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't even like smoking weed. It made me awkward. It made me, it made me quiet. It's it made exactly me, what it does. But, I, but what I would do is I would smoke even more weed. Like I would, I would get higher. So then it would give me an excuse in my head. Like I was like, oh, if I smoke weed, then I could just act out and kind of like, if I was at a party, you know, it'd be like, that acts crazy and shit. Yeah. But it never did that for me. I would just get super weird. Oh, that's what it did for me. Yeah. I would you guys get, remember me. Uh, yeah. Oh, I would, episode I'm, Tony. Yeah. I would just get, <laughs> I would just get super weird, you know? Yeah. So it ended up not working at all. And I would just keep trying harder and harder to just get higher, thinking that finally I'd break out of this shell, but it just made things worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's how I ended up getting into all my stuff. But, you know, as, as I got older, I realized that, 
you know, obviously people grow apart. Everyone gets different interests. And uh, when they go on life and your computer's bugging out. I know, right I know what it is. Screw it. But, um, computer's off. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I've realized that obviously people fade away. And that's not necessarily my fear anymore. I think now I feel like I want to leave a mark, yeah. you know, in, in my life. I want to feel like I, I, like I touch people, you know, like I did something. Yeah. And uh, I just I just don't want to leave. I, I just don't want to die feeling like I didn't accomplish anything, you know. Like well, that's that's my fear. Can I just tell you something right now? You've already accomplished so much. Yeah. From where from where you were at the day I met you to where you are now, you are a completely different person. It's really crazy. I know. Like how far? Like I remember when I met you was at the bullpen, bro. <laughs> and the bullpen. And uh, I remember walking into your room. And you know who you were with? Don't say his with, name. You remember, oh, you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. what he was wearing that night? Yeah. My fucking bucket hat, bro. No, I wasn't there for that. Yes, night. you were. Oh, I yes, was, you I were. was. I was. I was. Bucket hat and polo pajamas. Now God only knows what he is. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was there for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it shows me funny. But I remember walking to your room and you had the bong and everything. Oh, you guys smoke? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a mad fun time. But uh, you know, I, and then we ended up talking about other shit. But yeah. Which I remember, and I was like, "Yeah, I do that shit." <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, me too. And like, but uh, yeah, it was it was good though. But uh, but yeah, just I I want to I want to leave my mark, and like I think uh, doing this podcast is a great way to start doing that. Yeah. And uh, you know, I for agree. a while when I was when I was clean this last time, you know, I relapsed. And now I'm back. I have I have a little over five months, and um. But the last time I had, like, 16 months, I was doing H&I, which is, like, hospitals and institutions. You yeah. go and, like, speak at, uh, uh, you know, hospitals and rehabs. Right, right, right. And uh, I would uh, – there's this one dude that's actually doing really well. He has a little over a year now. This older dude that I met, he's, like, in his 50s. And I met him his first day in there, and he's still doing really well. He's picking up for meetings and everything like that. Oh, yeah, and like, awesome. And, like, I like to th- – I, I don't I – don't, I feel like – like, he, like he's, like – we've talked about everything and you know, he's been like, you know, you helped me out a lot. And like, I didn't really think like I did much for him, but like I, I kind of, you know, I was picking up for those meetings and, you know, yeah. in the beginning, uh, he was living at sober living and, uh, we would, I was working doing the exterminating mm-hmm. gig and the guy I was working with, he was one of those dumpster divers type oh, dudes where like you pass by some, like, so he had ACs just sitting at his house that you'd find and you'd fix up and clean and them. Just sell them, right? Yeah. And, uh, so I get to, we stop off at his house and he has like a couple in his garage. And I remember the dude telling me that he didn't have an AC at the sober living he was living at. So I, I grabbed him one and I brought mm-hmm. it to him and everything like that. And he was like super grateful. It turned oh, out he wasn't awesome. even able to put it in the window. Like, Are you went, serious? They didn't allow him to even use it. But he was, like, he was like super grateful though. And like he's doing really well right now. I actually That's haven't. He, he'll randomly text me from time to time. Uh, I don't reach out to him too yeah. often. I actually probably tomorrow I'm definitely going to re- I'm definitely going to give him a call. You should. Because uh, but he's doing really well. He's doing he's doing really good. And uh you know, I, that makes me feel good that I feel like, you know, I made an impact on someone's life, you know, even so, if it's just one person. Now, let me ask you this. Now, how has your fear changed now? Because is it now the fear that you're not going to make that impact? Because I don't feel that. I know you, that I have. Let me hear yours first. You know, you know that I know that I have made some con- uh, impacts, but like I want, I, I feel like I want to just be bigger, you know, like I, I want yeah. more, you know, that's just the way I am. Like nothing, nothing is ever good enough. And that's also another fear where it's like, nothing's ever going to be good enough for me Okay. where it doesn't matter how far anything of this goes. Um, and that's, and that's scary because you're never satisfied, which is also good though. In it's a way good too. and bad in a way. You know what I mean? It's good. And Cause, bad. cause it, it will uh, help you pursue and like the, and push you see, yourself. You see the problem with no satisfaction is that a lot of those types of people, and I can say this from my past experience, 
is you become too ambitious and then you want to take on the world, which is great. It's a great yeah. mentality to have, but you can't do everything. See, yeah. it, it does like the reverse for me almost where it's like I get so anxious about like wanting to do things that you get scared. That it almost it. puts me mm-hmm. in a depression that I don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wish it was the other way around where it like pushed me and drove me. It's, but no, see, it's not, it's not even that it'll ever be the other way around. I think it just more has to do with the fact that nobody who, who thinks like that can really truly succeed, you know, because you constantly want to be doing everything. Like you, like, you want to be an actor, you want to own a business, you want to do this and that. But at the end of the day, you have to sit down, focus and prioritize on yeah. one thing at a time. And then as you complete those tasks, that's mm-hmm. when you yeah. start diversifying. And yeah. that's yeah. where you can start picking and choosing the different things that you want to do and pursuing more things. Because at that point, you'll have the money to do it. My problem is I'm entitled to. Yeah. I'm entitled as fuck. I, mean, I think the biggest but. thing with that is is not being satisfied is you have to like... Yeah, first off, you have to take like you have to enjoy like the the progression you're making, mm-hmm. and the, whatever you're doing, like I feel like you have to trust like the process and in, and mostly like enjoy the process because if you're if you're working for something to be successful, but you don't enjoy doing it, right? What is the success at that point? Yeah, of course. Like, like you want to be happy. So I don't know. I think I think the whole thing that it comes down to is that you need to follow your passions in life. Yeah, you know and. Uh, on the concept of fear, like you can't be afraid to go after your goals and do anything. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, like we push this off. One thing I'll say is, like, yo, I was scared. Sh- I'm scared shitless to put this out. Yeah, you know, and I think that has to do with um, the conversation that I had with that kid. I th- we talked about it in one of our meetings, but on what's up? Okay, thank you. Um, sorry, just videographer Chuck's just letting us know something. Um, we talked about it in one of our. Me- Actually, hold on one second. Let me restart. We'll cut this out. We actually talked about this in one of our meetings that um, I had, I was at a party one night and we were talking with this and I sat down and I was talking with someone else. He was starting a podcast too. And I, it was around the time that we were talking a lot. A lot of people were getting canceled. So, and I was like, yeah. well, this is why we you know we review our podcasts. We have to do, we have to look over them and see exactly what goes on so that we, you know, we don't put any bad content out there. And he said to me, and I'll never forget it. By us doing this, you need to be okay with the consequences that are going to come. And that's with anything in life. Yeah. Anything you do in life will have consequences. It's going to have it's going to have different views on everything. Of course, everyone's of course. Gonna have and not every, not everyone's going to like your opinion, not everyone's going to, you know, enjoy your show, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but you just got to know that you're doing this for your own reasons and you have to just put out whatever you feel is in your heart. And that's really all that we can do. The whole premise of this podcast, guys, is if you're going through a bad time or, you know, you just want some entertainment, this is what we're here for. We want to help you guys get through whatever it is that you're going through because the three of us have been through the ringer. You're being pretty quiet over there. Well, let me hear about your fear. All right. So growing up, my fear, pretty common fear, I guess, for kids is was roller coasters. Uh-huh. So whenever, like, I would go on family vacations and go to the amusement park, my dad would want me to go on roller coasters, and I would just see them and hear them and hear the people screaming on them. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's, it's not happening today. And then, you know, it just it got it just dictated my whole childhood, really, because, yeah. you know, you go to all these great billion-dollar amusement parks with all these fun rides, and you just kind of stand there in the heat sweating all day. You, <laughs> you know, know, it's actually funny. We went one day to Six anything. Flags. Dennis, he yacked his freaking brains out. He had to stand around all day. <laughs> yeah. And um, then it just got to one day. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. 
and I did it, and it was great. You know, I really enjoyed it, and it made me want to con- keep conquering my fears. Mm-hmm. So it, as I grew up, it changed. My fear changed to letting fear dictate my life. So a fear of fear. Fear of fear, fear basically. Of fear, yeah. yeah. So like when you when you like when, so like when you want to do something and you have that like feeling in like butterflies in your chest. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, should I do this? Should I do this? You gotta just I learned to just shut that off and just say, I'm I'm doing it. That's it. I'm not yeah. gonna think about it. I'll think about it after I do it. And you know, that that's made a lot of good things for me and you know, changed my life. Because I've I've done like I joined the fraternity and never would have done that if it wasn't for yeah. me conquering that fear. Wasn't there a time where you like you went to a meeting and then you like just kind of turned around? Or oh something? no, I didn't turn around. That that was a real fear. Uh, so this was my freshman year uh-huh. of college, and one of my friends from high school that I was friends with since middle school, was like, "Yo, you gotta come to these meetings. When the meetings are on Wednesdays, you gotta yeah. come. You gotta come. Like it's great. Like oh, like, you're gonna you're gonna like it. You'll get along with everyone. It'll be fun." So I'm like, eh, I don't know. I was a real, I was like, oh, frats are kind of stupid, you know. You pay for friends, yeah. whatever that whole thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I was driving there. I got gas and then I started driving. I started hearing like a tapping, and I, it sounded like there was like a leaf or something in my tire. Uh-huh. So I was like, uh, and it was in the fall. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll get it out when I get there. Yeah. So I'm on the parkway, you know, I'm about to get off the 135, and I just. I'm going like 65, 70 miles an hour, and I had a front-wheel drive car, and the front right tire just locked up as I was going onto the exit ramp, slowing down, so I was probably still going like 60, and my whole car started like turning and spinning down the... I thought I was going to die in that moment, because I completely lost control of my car, but I was able to get control of my car, and then I... Was able to pull over and which is really hard to drive a front wheel drive car when one front tire is locked and doesn't move. Yeah. So like you'd have to floor it and the car go boom 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 boom, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know what? I don't think I could do this. Maybe that's a, I took that as a sign that I shouldn't. I'm not ready for it. Which, yeah. you know, probably you know what it probably worked out because I when I, I joined like two years later, I, I finally decided to do it, and you know. I had a good time the way I did it. Dude, it doesn't so, sound like you had a good yeah. time from what you just said. Yeah, Tor- Torres fucking tormented him. Oh, dude, let's not get, let's just leave it at that. Leave it at that. Oh, my it bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Torres is Torres a little, nah. little cuddly bear. You got it. You got him. You got him out of his. Uh, you got him out of his. Uh, you know his little shyness. I remember. Yeah. I remember yeah, when man. you know you, get you couldn't like say a word to anybody, bro. No. It got him out it of bad. it, dude. Yeah. Look now, you're on a fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. Well, back to your your original story. No, I I understand what you're saying. You know, it, it's from what I got out of it, it was you kind of got the just do it mentality out of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and that's essentially that's similar to what happened to me. You know, I, I never liked to swim. Hated it. Was scared shitless. So. um my father, being the great man he is, Francesco <laughs> Guerreri, is like, come on, we're going fishing. I was like, all right, let's go. Fishing. Get on the boat. Everything's going good. <laughs> you know, enjoying our time. He's like, all right, you want to you want to learn how to swim? I'm like, Dad, we're in the middle of the ocean. Like, this, this, like I've never swam before. You know, I'm like, be mindful. I'm like, I'm like six at this point. Maybe seven. Maybe seven. You know, I, I, I was a late bloomer when it came to swimming. Waited a long time. So what does my father do? 
He gets us out. We're in the middle of the ocean. Rocky water. We're not in the bay anymore. No, 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 no. We're out in the ocean. Sharks in the ocean, by the way. Yeah. yeah probably. Shark I don't know. Yeah. Shush, shush, shush. So my father picks me up and he throws me in the water and proceeds to drive the boat away. <laughs> since that day. You're going to learn today. <laughs> since that day, I, I now swim 40 laps a day, three days a week, except now the gym's closed and I got fat again. So. Well, we know you didn't sink, so. Fuck you. And I don't so care. It it's a jar. It's a jar. Yeah, yeah, I know. But since then, a couple of years later, I had the same thing with the roller coaster. And I was like, I put it off, put it off, but only on a day. So and I waited until like, no, you're not. <laughs> I waited till like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I just said, fuck it. I got on the thing, cried like a bitch <laughs> while we were like going up. Like my friends are there. And we go down. I get off the thing. I'm like, all right, who's ready to go again? Going up's the worst part. Oh, of course. They, they build that suspense. It's like going slow, slow, And then you hear the clicking, the clicking. But that kind of translated into what I'm doing now in life. And that's kind of the mentality I take with everything. And it's not always the smartest thing because I've done a lot of dumb shit. Especially living in the living in the houses through college. I've destroyed three houses on Long Island. You know? One of them being my mother's house. But that's besides the point. But... At the same time, I'm also seeing now as I get older, it, that's kind of changing, you know? Like when I was 18, like I always said, like I wanted to get a motorcycle. And ever since then, you know, I've, I've lost some people. I'm not, I'm not going to say I've lost some people, but, you know, I just, you hear about all yeah. the things that happen and the recklessness kind of goes away. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm reckless as fuck. Like, you know, last year yeah. I, ju- I jumped off an 80 foot cliff into water. Like, I was, and I was just <laughs> like, yo, let's go for the weekend. It's going to be great. But then when I was in Arizona, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's cliff diving. The cliff diving is the best, man. It's, it's awesome. the best. But it hurts like a bitch if you, like, if your arms, like, hit. Oh, yeah, it's like hitting yeah. cement. Bro. Oh, it's terrible. But now, but now let me. Let me now wrap it around to Austin, Texas. You know why I went down there. When I had gone down to Texas, like I, I was just like, fuck it, let's go. You know, I wanted to get out of New York. I had a bunch of family problems going on, you know. Me and my dad's relationship was always like yeah. not the best. You know, he, he had his issues. I had mine. And we were just like, not, it wasn't going well. You know, I just kept continuing uh-huh. to work for him, you know, thinking that it was always going to be a better result. Like, I always wanted the bake. Like, I always said yeah. to myself, like, I want to take over the bakery one day. And in the sense, like, it was easy for me. Like, you know, it was just going to get handed to me. Exactly. But at the same time, though, I wasn't happy there. Like, I hated every day in it. And I also never want to be in the food industry again in my life. But, so when I, I'm sorry. But, so when I went to Texas, I was just like, packed my car, dipped out, didn't care about anyone else, excuse me, didn't care about anyone else and just went down. I spent nine months down there by myself and I remember just the the feeling of being alone, it's something that I never really want to do again and that's honestly yeah. my ultimate fear is like be, it's being without just the people mm-hmm. around me that love me, you know, like you guys, my family, my, my exactly. very close friends and I think it was needed it I definitely to, was. You know, 100%. It was the same thing for me when I went to you Arizona, know, dude. You went out of your comfort zone to do of that. Of course. And, you know, life really only starts when you go out of your comfort zone. Of course. And, and then not every time, you know, is going to be great. Like, sometimes you're going to fail, but sometimes you need that failure to... And that's, exa- and that's exactly what happened. You know, I went down there, and I, I remember it was I was on my third job down there, you know. And, by the way, I didn't I didn't even finish college. Like, you know, I never told anybody that. I told everyone, yeah, mm-hmm. I just graduated and went down there because I was embarrassed at the fact that I never went... That I, that 
I didn't finish college. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm always also the guy saying, "Yo, fuck college," you know, because yeah. it's it's not needed. It's a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper, and it honestly and it honestly got is, you know. I didn't for the job I had. No, I didn't even need a college degree. Yeah, my the field I'm in now, my degree is you know? meaningless. But at the same time, though, I, I, I'll never forget. It was the day after I got back. I drove up by myself, and I was trying to make it home by my birthday. I drove through my birthday, my 24th birthday. Yeah. And the entire time, I was just like, I was going through my head like, oh, what did I do wrong? You know, like, what, like, why didn't this work out for me? Like, you know, this was supposed to be great. I was supposed to get a job, make, make new friends. I didn't make any friends down there. I didn't. I kind of closed hard. myself off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, and the pot smoking got even worse. You know, that, yeah. that was the worst down there. Like, I was, like, like, smoking every day by myself, which was even worse, you when know? You go down, when you go that far away from home and you have not even a relative, yeah. it's hard to go, okay, it's hard to, like, say, I can't even think of, oh, I'm going to go out to a bar by myself and I'm going to go meet people. Yeah. Because you... It's a scary thing. It's, 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 again, it's, it's something that you got to do outside of your comfort zone. And yeah. I just wasn't able to do it down there. But the day after, I went out with Kevin Rich and they were like, yo, we just got to go for a hike. And, you know, we did our thing, you know, we, we smoked, it was my birthday, whatever it is, but I remember just, we were, cl- we were, cl- we were hiking in Cold Spring Harbor, and I was just crying my eyes out. Like, mm-hmm. I was just, I fucked up. Before I went down, I was at like 190, I came back, I weighed 250 pounds. Yeah. I, uh, lost all my jobs that, I, that went down there. It was the first time I ever truly got fired from a job. Yeah. And... I was just like, yo, what the fuck am I doing with my life right now? I'm 24. I told myself at 18 I was going to buy a house at 22. You know, all the things that a teenager says that they, they're going to be successful. Yeah. But in the end, that, that crying on my birthday, first of all, funniest thing about that day, I'm crying my eyes out. Rich is behind me and he's going, yep, I cried on one of my birthdays. <laughs> and I was just like, you motherfucker, but... It kind of gave me, it was like that, that moment that you just, you kind of get that realization of, all right, you fucked up. You're still young though. You know, and that's the thing I forgot about about up until that point, you know, and Kevin Rich, Kevin Rich, Mo and Max, actually, they were the ones that talked me through it and they got me through that conversation that day. I remember I woke up the next day and I was just like, I was just ready to go, you know, and that from there, I started going back to therapy, which I swore off for the longest time Mm -hmm. and it kind of gave me that realization that, you know what, at this stage in life, you don't have to have it all figured out, you know? And I think that's the thing that everyone is most afraid of is that at 24 years old, you see people getting all these jobs, you know, they're, they're buying houses, they're buying houses, they're renting, they're moving out of their house. Me, I'm 24. I'm driving back from Austin, Texas, my car fully packed Mm -hmm. with everything that I own that I had to give half the shit I had to give away. And I'm moving back into my mom's house. Exactly. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like our age group is like a weird, like top, like weird age group because it's like some people still live with their parents and go to school. Yeah, some people moved out, get their own house. Some people yeah. are having kids. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like everyone's at a different level. But see, you know, what? but that's the thing. I realized that you know what, this is where I'm at right now, and it's okay. You know, you 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 don't have to be doing what everyone else. Of course, you don't have to be doing what everyone else is doing. This is that's where they're at. That's where their life took them right now. You know, we're all on a path, Mm -hmm. and I always say life is like a road. There's gonna you're always driving along this road, and you're gonna pass some people by. There's some people that are gonna stay with you, but you're on your road. Other people. There's gonna be potholes too. Exactly. 
you know. And I think that's the biggest problem in like today's society is like everyone's co- every like social media is the biggest reason for this. Like, yeah, yo, it's yeah, everyone's everyone's comparing. Everyone puts on their Instagrams to paint this picture of how great up in the head, how great man. their life is, and you're just like, what what I'm, what am I doing wrong? Like I I don't have all this stuff, but yeah. that's not their life. That's just what they want people to think their life is. I just saw this kid that I went to high school with. He just moved down to Florida, and he's in this nice-ass house, bro. Yeah. And and he do, he's doing, like, real estate stuff. And uh, I am pretty sure that's what he's doing. And it makes me I – get, I get, like, jealous, dude. I'm like – Of course. You look like you're living a life. And, like, seeing, like, social media influencers living yeah. a life, you know. And when I went out to Arizona, like, I couldn't imagine what it was like for you. Because, like, you – like, for me at least, like, I got sent to a treatment center where, yeah. like, I was around people, you know. And mm-hmm. I was forced to, like – you're, you end up becoming really close with these people. Like, you're living with them, you know? Like, you're forced to get close to these. So, like, I ended up... I go there with nobody, but within, like, a couple of weeks, you know, I had people. You had some yeah. people, yeah. You know, and... Uh, it's 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 the same, but it's different. You're yeah. in a new environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me, yeah, like, I, I just... I didn't find solace in anything, you know. Like yeah. I remember, I tried. I took I took some acting classes and met some people with that, you yeah. know. And then because I because I knew I wanted to get into something involved with the media, that's why yeah. like you know I was like, all right, this is like my next best option. And honestly, this this is this I like to do, you know. Yeah. But because just talking, we don't. It's just yeah, just it's like you know, it's talking, it's helping yeah. people, it's it, it's everything that I that that I everything that I went through got me to this point that I'm at right now. Yeah. You know, and the reason that we're doing this is because of all the things that I went through. Exactly. And I, for like to go back to the social media thing, you could like, because I know there's people out there that see other people's things and get like depressed about their own life. You could look at it two ways. You could look at it and get upset that you're not there yet, or you can use it as motivation Yeah. and say, oh, they, they have this, this and this. Now that's what I, I want to do that. Too. I got to disagree with you on that one. I gotta you don't disagree. have to do it too. But no, no, no. Yeah. But the reason that I disagree is that I don't think that you should ever compare yourself to anybody exactly. else. But if like it's not, I, I'm not trying to say to compare it to that person. But it's more like they might have the same interests that you. Like you might be yeah. in the same field, or you might have you might have the same wants, but they got to it first. And you could say, oh, and you can look at it as like he did it. I if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's that's not it. just. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but uh, you know, like like we said with social media, the, the the other thing though is that the reason that I, that I do disagree is because the whole fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. it's still out there, man. You know, definitely. Like, I know guys is. that'll go spend freaking five hundred dollars a week renting a car. Yeah. Just so they can be, just so they can get a little bit of clout. Be like, oh, I'm I'm rocking yeah. this Lamborghini. It's still week. almost like a big. They, they, I mean, like, there's a couple different. When you say fake it till you make it, there's like a couple different types of like fake it till you make it like they say in recovery too like Mm -hmm. because in the beginning a lot of people you know they don't really want to do it so a part of it becomes it's like fake it till you make it like just go and like you know and eventually it becomes that you want to do it you know like it's it's one of those things where it's like obviously no one no one wants to be an addict no one wants to you know i mean so like like for me obviously i didn't want to be an addict but like it's where the road led me and now it's like up to me it's like I don't really want to do everything that I have to do, but yeah. in order to live like a normal life and like be okay with myself, like this is what I have to do. Like I have to do step work and I have to do all these things and you know, and, and, and it be, you know, I, I keep saying have to, but you know what? Like the have to turn more into like a want to, yeah. you know, that's at one point that's, that's what it turned into, you know? And like still right now it goes back and forth, like through the days. But, um, 
you know, it's led me to a life beyond my wildest dreams, really. I mean, for the most part, That's you know, I have, I have you guys, I have, I have a lot of people close in my life. I have this and, you know, life's gone really well for the most part, despite like my failures and everything. Like I've, I've in term, I'm, I'm alive, bro. Like I'm still here, yeah, you know, like, uh, like I, I shouldn't have been a lot of times, you know, and it's like, I'm, I'm here, like I'm doing all right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to get knocked down just to, you know, Got to get knocked down yeah. to get the fuck yeah, back yeah, up. Get like that. Just get back up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I finished it for you. But uh, for those the people out there that say like, "Oh, I'm never gonna fail in life." Everyone fails. Get a, time for a freaking wake up call, man. Fail, fail, fail till you succeed. And here's what ha- I didn't talk about. What happened really afterwards? Mm-hmm. After I after I had the whole ordeal and everything like that, and I and I woke up the next day and was like, "Fuck it, let's go." I started doing like five different things. I started interning um, at a digital marketing agency. I started uh, doing video editing for people. Um, social. Me- I was running social media for the bakery again. Um, I started the podcast and I bought a blog. And uh, then I think I- we bought a blog. We bought a blog. Sorry, we bought a blog. When's your post coming in? By the way, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, but sure. I did these. F- I did these five things. And I slowly start oh and the C B D company and I slowly started eliminating them. So I stopped I cut out I cut out all the video editing for other people because I was gonna do it as a service. And then the C B D company, um, that's pretty much become my side hustle, you know, just because I have enough people that are working with it. So I'm starting with them. By the way, follow Five Borough Hemp Supply on Instagram for a sponsor. Halla. <laughs> <laughs> and you just got to try things and eliminate them as you go. That's the only way you're going to figure out what the hell you got to do on this earth. You know, you just got to try everything, honestly, but give while yourself you're while you're young, but give yourself a time limit. Be like, that's what I did. I said, All right, you know, I'm going to do this for two months. I was on unemployment, so it was great. You know, thank God. Like, I, I honestly am blessed that I got that. I know the COVID's affecting a lot of people, but yeah. due to that, I was able to do all these things. And, just like I said before, try and try and try and just give yourself that time level of say, all right, I'm going to do this for three months. And then once I'm done with this, then I will pick and choose what I really like to do. Because that's the only way you're going to figure yeah. it out. And you, you don't necessarily have to put like two months, three months. No, like, no, no. That was for me. Yeah, that yeah. was for me. Uh, it's like as soon as like you don't like it, don't stop. Yeah, you don't have to do exactly. I don't know. Listen, editing, doing editing as a service for other people was a pain in the ass because one, they don't end up liking the videos in the end. All right. Two, you tell them what they should do and then they don't end up doing it. Yeah. And then they want to just be like, oh, you messed it up and shit. And I was just like, you know what? That was it. And that's also another thing where I came out of like, yeah, I don't want to do be that. in this. I don't want to be in the service industry at all. I sold wedding cakes for like five years, man. Never, ever will I work with a bride again. That's your first mistake. <laughs> Someone doesn't want to get married. Yo, working with brides. Yo, listen Chuck's to me. Chuck's reactions are killing me. me, bro. Yeah, I know. Chuck's, Chuck's, Chuck's doing some good reactions back then, man. <laughs> uh, that's videographer Chuck, man. <laughs> Great guy, man. All right, guys. So just to kind of wrap this episode up, we're just going to kind of go through what you can do to overcome your fears. And honestly, it's really nothing different than what we just talked about before about the just do it mentality. If you guys have an idea for something that you want to do or you guys are like thinking about doing something, try it out. You know, just take the baby steps, do it slowly. And if you end up enjoying it, keep doing it. You know, that's part of the learning process. You don't have to be the expert in the beginning. 
You just got to start somewhere. It doesn't matter if you start out by just posting an Instagram once a week or um, you go you go ask somebody, hey, can I, do you mind if I just work for you for like a, a week or two just to try it out? You know, there's people out there that are willing to do that. But for you to say, I don't want to try it because I'm afraid, that's no excuse because that's when you miss out on the passions in life. No. When I started, when I started like... When I was out in Arizona, I started making those motivational videos. A big part of me didn't want to do it because I was like a lot of people. If you like, you know me, like a lot of it would have just, it wouldn't have seemed legit almost. You know what I mean? Like that's not like, that's not the words I want to use, but like, you know what I mean? Like if you knew me, it just seemed sarcastic almost, but like I wanted it, I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be something and a big part of me didn't want to end up doing it because very, a big part of me didn't want to end up doing it just because I didn't want to see other people's reactions of just like not taking it seriously. But I ended up getting yeah. a lot of positive feedback. I got a lot of people that hit me up and were like, yo, this is amazing. Like kids I went to high school with, like kids I was in elementary school with, and you know, they ended up becoming popular. Like yeah. later on, when I would see them at, uh, you know, I would still go out. Like I would go to the bars and stuff like that, and like I would talk to them. And uh, they'd be like, yo, I think it's really great with what you're doing. And one of the kids I ended up talking to is like, yo, my dad's actually like an alcoholic. He's an AA. And like, I didn't know. No. And, uh, you know, we like we talked. And you know, it was messed up because during the time where I started drinking again. And like, as he's telling me like how, how, how like happy he is for me and like that I'm doing well and all this stuff. And like, I just, I just felt so little inside like standing yeah. there. And like, I didn't correct him to let him know that I was even drinking again. And just probably 10 minutes prior, I was going to the bathroom to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It just so it sucked, but you know, I I wanted uh, other people's opinions kept me from really wanting to do something, you know, because and it I, shouldn't. Yeah, and you know, I, will, I was I was so worried about what other people were gonna think. There will always be haters out there, bro. But people who have to take the five minutes out to write you a text or a DM and say, "Yo, your content sucks. Like I fucking hate you. Why are you doing this?" There's something up with them. Because yeah. that means that they don't got their priorities in check to the point where they can say, oh, well, they don't have... Nah, I just messed that up. Not even that. It's like, you know, if they have the time to comment on your stuff negatively, what are they doing? Like, how, Nothing. Do they have the time That's, of the day to... Their priorities aren't in check. Exactly. You know? So... All right, guys, that sounds like a wrap. Um, this has been Complete Madness, our first official episode. Uh, we are looking forward to having all you guys listen. Uh, we're going to have a merch drop hopefully in the next two months, which is going to be awesome. And just to stay focused on next week, uh, we have actually a motivational speaker next week. Her name is Victoria Grassi. Uh, she's down in uh, Miami. Miami? Or Somewhere Florida? in Florida. She's Somewhere in Florida. In Florida. She's in Florida. Yeah, but... Florida. Um, We'll have a really interesting conversation with her, and uh, we got we got a lineup. We're we're booked for the next couple of weeks, guys. Yeah, we're good. It's looking Consi- pretty good, considering we're just starting, Don't man. We got, we got a lot of mm-hmm. we got a lot of good people coming on. A lot of a lot of kids I, I knew and growing up with, and you know a lot of people that got stories to tell and where they are at in life. Yeah, you know, man. the hustle and everything. All right, and uh, last thing. Follow us on Instagram at Complete Madness Show. If you're on YouTube, smash that goddamn like button and subscribe so that you can get all the Complete Madness content. Hopefully, we'll get to daily vlogs eventually. That's the end goal. But uh, we all got jobs right now, so we just got to keep doing this every Sunday. Well, that's when we record, posting every Wednesday. So, I'm Tony. There's a secret. What? You ruined it. (sighs) Fuck you. Jar. Uh, (laughs) What's the count? You got a count on the jar? I think we're just going to have to listen to the video at the end. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we're going to have to do. You owe like 40 bucks at least. Probably.
I'm really only counting Tony's, though. Why? Because <laughs> it's funnier that yeah. way. Yeah, suck. You see his reaction <laughs> when I say jar? He gets so angry. I don't get angry. I just get, you know, for, for Watch the uh, YouTube charity. video. You'll see how angry he gets. F- yeah. Fucks for charity. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been Complete Madness. I'm your host, Tony. With me, as always, every single week is Dylan Jolly and Angelo Ionarelli. And we will see you guys next week.